an Englishman in San Diego at Emerald City Comic Con 2018. This is Dan with An Englishman in San Diego at Emerald City Comic Con. I'm here with Chris, one of the co-founders for In the Blue Comics. Can you talk about some of the books that they have right now as well as some projects that are coming up? So, Chris, tell us about some of the books. I know that you brought a copy of um, Legabaz Juke Joint with you. Tell us about that book. Uh, well, this is kind of our, our passion project. We've been working on this for kind of upwards of a year at this point. Um, and it, the whole thing kind of stemmed from... Um, our jumping off point, I guess, would be uh, the, the Robert Johnson uh, legend, where uh, Robert Johnson, the blues musician in the 1930s, uh, he went down to the crossroads in Mississippi, allegedly, to uh, sell his soul to the devil to become the greatest musician. And uh, we kind of used that as the, as the, uh, the impetus for our story. Um, our uh, main character, Reggie, goes down seeking the same deal uh, and of course whenever you make a deal with the devil it never goes well uh, and, and uh, basically the series is nine graphic novels and each one is a different main character in a different decade going to make their deal for whatever it is that they're trying to get you know and and uh, it's it's sort of an exploration of uh, the evolution of american music from blues roots all the way up to contemporary music, uh, uh, look at American society and what we um, used to value and how you know that has changed over time. For example, if uh, in the beginning the characters want to be the best, by the time we get to today, nobody really wants to be good at anything. You know, it's like the the main drive, uh, especially with the younger generations, they they want to be famous. And not like real fame, they just want to have likes on their pictures. You know, it's like, I want to be Instagram famous. So what we're willing to give up or sacrifice, or in this case, you know, sell our souls for, um, is, is so much less today than it used to be. You know, we will give so much more for so much less in today's world. That's the long answer. <laughs> uh, now, I noticed that you're both you have two other books. Uh, Captain Rosa, which looks like it's geared towards more younger readers. Right, right. Um, really, what we were trying to do with Captain Rosalie is I, I took my, uh, my youngest kid down to the comic book shop, and you know we were looking for something, and she was like six at the time. And uh, there really wasn't a lot for her. You know, She's not into the princesses. She doesn't like the ponies. And really, there wasn't much else for her. Um, aside from like Marvel and DC and that stuff was a little mature for a six-year-old you know at least uh, I, I kind of felt like there had to be something more interesting um, so we created the story of a, a, a little kid who uses her imagination to become whatever she wants to become uh, so it kind of reinforces that idea that you can be what you want to be and dream big and don't settle for a mundane everyday life and then what first caught my eye when I saw you guys at Long Beach Comic Expo was Grace, which sounds like an interesting premise. Explain that. Um, Grace is, is kind of how this all started. Um, and that's going back almost three years now since we started working on that. Uh, basically, it's the story of a young woman who is murdered on page two of the book. And she's given a chance to come back to her world if she agrees to deliver the souls of the irredeemable monsters of the society. You know, your rapists, your murderers, pedophiles, like really bad, bad people that uh, can't be saved, can't be turned back. 
Um, so uh, for us, the, the interesting part of this story, you know, it feels similar to other things that are out there. Really, there's no new stories out there. I think the, the trick is to find a story and tell it in a new or interesting way. So for us, the interesting part of that story is not the fact that she's killing people or that she's delivering souls. I mean, that's just kind of like the starting point. For us, it's the everyday things that are interesting. You know, we like to talk about uh, the Avengers and they level New York City in the battle and then they go have dinner afterward. They go have shawarma, you know, <laughs> and it's it's, uh, you know, there's there was so much work that probably needed to be done while they're sitting there in the restaurant having dinner. You know, what about the thousands of people's lives who have been affected by this whole thing? And they're, you know, kicking back, sitting there eating dinner. <laughs> so uh, what we really wanted to dig into was the more we took it. Well, let me back into this. It's a it's an unrealistic situation or a heightened situation approach in a very realistic way. You know, just the basic things like if you're going out at midnight and you're killing people every night, even bad people, that tends to have an effect on you. You know, any normal person um, who isn't a complete sociopath would start, that would start to get to you if it didn't right away, you know. And then the really interesting thing for me going forward is um, she makes this, this bargain so she can become human again and come back to her life. But over time, it seems like, you know, you would lose what makes you human. You'd lose your humanity killing night after night after night, you right. know. So it's like, was this deal even worth it? Because you're not going back to the person you were. Um, you're going to be profoundly changed by it. Simple things like, you know, how can I have relationships? How can I have uh, friendships where we go out and do stuff and I have to leave at midnight to go kill some fool? <laughs> um, you know, how do I have clothes to wear each day because everything has blood splatter on it? You know, it's like I'm bulk ordering hoodies, you know, through Amazon or something. <laughs> Um, so for me, that's the more interesting story is the, the gritty day-to-day stuff involved in it. Now, other than those three books, what other books do you have coming up? What other projects are you Ooh, I don't know on? if I'm allowed to talk about too much. Um, we, we do have some really exciting things. Um, I, I know we are working on uh, kind of a tween book because right now the Rosalies tend to, uh, to pull like the two to eight range uh, as far as kids go. And then Grace is obviously pretty violent, so we, we like to say, you know, 16 and up, or, or at least teen and up, depending on the kid. Um, and then, of course, The Legba's Juke Joint is sort of an all-ages book, but I, I'm guessing it will skew more toward an older reader. Um, so we're really trying to focus on uh, a new book right now that has uh, appeal in that 8 to 20 range. You know, we're, we're kind of um, So the young thin. adult, basically. Yeah, we want that young adult reader. Uh, and that's that's a tough nut to crack because there's there's a lot out there for that, and we want to, you know, our our uh, goal, our mission statement, if you will, uh, for our company is to tell the stories that aren't being told, you know, to to represent characters and groups that aren't being told, um, so or to at least provide more representation for underrepresented um, groups. Right. So, uh, you know, finding that that perfect tween story has been a challenge but I think we've settled on something I, I can't give you too much about it um, but it is going to be uh, something that that uh, digs into the fantasy world a little bit uh, but also is grounded in that tween slash teen world okay um, and then we've got a bunch of other uh, kind of bizarre uh, we got one book that's like a meta superhero type book that 
it's it's just a really bizarre book, and it's it's a friggin' hor- like it's a riot. It's a hilarious riot. It's so funny, uh, but it's one of those books like what the hell am I reading kind of <laughs> books. And uh, by the time you get to the end, it was like wow, that was really really something different. You know? <laughs> that's really that's what we're trying to do is is give us something different. There's not a a, a hole in the marketplace for superhero books. You know, that market's pretty covered. Right. You know, we want to do something that's a little off the beaten path, um, something that's a little closer to image but doesn't fall into that realm, you know. But anyway, that's that kind of <laughs> that's about all I can say. I don't want to give away too much. Got it. Now, um, wh- where can people find out more about you on the internet? Uh, we are at, in, uh, I sorry, ibcomics.com and uh, on Instagram at ibcomics. And uh, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, Facebook is kind of a fun place because you get to interact a little more. Um, but I've been spending a lot of time on the Instagram because I love to post little teases of what we're working on, whether it's you know display or new T-shirts or you know new books. I, I like to post panels that are interesting as we as I'm starting to go through them. Um, my uh, my co-founder uh, Ron Miltz, who uh, isn't with us, he's at the table right now. You know, man in the fort. Um, he's also a really talented writer, and uh, every project, including Legba's Juke Joint, you know, he either is co-writing it or he's um, doing the editing um, because he has really good sensibilities when it comes to storytelling. And there may be something that I missed or something that doesn't quite fire uh, on all cylinders that that uh, he sees and I just can't. So. And do you guys have a Twitter as well? Uh, you know, I, I've kind of shied away from Twitter. Okay. Uh, Twitter has, has become like a, a pretty political source for a lot of people at this point. There's a lot of politics. And, and we really, though we have, you know, messages and whatnot in our, our stuff, um, for me, Twitter has been kind of a, kind of a, I don't know, a vacuous space. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just not my favorite. Um, and I don't like the limitation on characters. I want to be able to really talk about something if I'm going to talk about something. So, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm one of those that doesn't <laughs> embrace all of the social media. I figure whatever I could do with Twitter, I can do on Insta. True. So, yep. Um, any final words for our listeners? Uh, you know, it's just uh, if there's anything, I, I've tried to live by the idea that, um, you know, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something. You know, it's... it's uh, it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be work and you know like with our original print of grace uh one you know it wasn't like the greatest in the world but at least it was something so put something out work on your artwork you know don't be afraid to put it out there you're going to hate it anyway (laughs) so you may as well get it out for other people to to like it and there are a lot of people who really liked that book that i you know wasn't the biggest fan of in retrospect so you know, even with that, I went back as we're getting ready for the trade paperback version of it uh, and cleaned up some of the artwork. And, and now I can sort of, you know, live with it. But if I had never started from the beginning, there would be nothing, you know. Exactly. Well, thank you for your time here at Emerald City Comic Congress. Congress. I hope I didn't talk your ear off. <laughs> I tend to go on and on. 